Pete placed his half-finished mug of tea on the kitchen worktop and crossed to the table. He turned the little box over in his hands. It was well wrapped with brown sticky tape, and his address had been written on the label in neat copper plate. There was no return address. He ripped into the box, stripping away the layers of bubble wrap, until his fingers encountered the little treasure within. He pulled it free and set it down on the table. It was blue and looked immaculate, just like it had in the photographs. He picked it up again, turned it over, and then reached for the cable that would connect it to his laptop, which was already humming with life beside him. He jammed the plug into the socket, and the player emitted a sudden chime. He glanced at the screen. A small information box had popped up, asking if he wanted to register Maria's MP3 player with this machine. Frowning, he clicked OK, and waited for the software to cycle through the various stages of registration. Maria, he supposed, must have been the gadget's previous owner. A minute later the cycle finished and the player emitted another chime. Leaving it connected, Pete clicked on the Properties tab and changed the name of the device to Pete's MP3 player. There. One small change and it already felt like it was his. He spent the next ten minutes selecting all the songs he wanted to copy across to the device, then left it transferring everything from Kate Bush to Nick Drake as he set about his day. An hour later, the walk to uni was much improved by the addition of his favourite playlist. In fact, the prospect of sitting through a couple of hours of algebra in the lecture hall seemed suddenly less daunting when he realised he'd be able to slouch at the back with his earbuds in. So it was that the afternoon passed, with Pete drowning out the monotonous drone of his lecturer with Bowie's hunky-dory. The girl beside him, Claire, had seemed as bored as him, slumped in her chair, still wrapped in her winter coat. At one point, during a brief lull between songs, he'd heard her whisper something to him that he didn't quite catch, but when he turned to look, she was feigning sleep, her eyes closed. Something similar had happened on the bus home, too, when the woman on the seat in front had turned around to talk to him. He'd had his eyes shut, gently lulled by the cocteau twins and the rocking of the vehicle when he was sure he'd heard her say something. But when he'd opened his eyes to find out what she wanted, she'd had her back to him, daydreaming as she stared longingly out of the window at the row of pristine houses on the other side of the road. He'd put it down to coincidence, to background noise, and had shrugged it off. Later that night, however, as he lay in bed wringing the last few minutes out of the MP3 player's battery and drifting somewhere between sleeping and waking, he was sure he heard a woman say his name. Cloudbursting had just come to an end, and it happened just before Mike McCready let rip with the opening riff of Pearl Jam's Alive. Just a soft, whispered word, almost as if the woman was there in bed with him, nuzzling his ear. Peter. He stuttered immediately awake, sitting up and tearing the headphones away from his ears, blinking into the gloom. He glanced around, his breath coming in shallow, ragged gasps. The only light came from the little screen of the device on the pillow beside him. Hello? His voice seemed incredibly loud in the otherwise empty flat. Hello? There was no one there. Of course, there was no one there.
sighing and shaking his head, Peter flopped back on the bed. So he was hearing things. Great. He bundled the player up in his fist and dropped it on the bedside table. He was tired. That was it. He needed to get some sleep. He rolled over, his heart still hammering in his chest, and forced himself to relax. Eventually, sleep engulfed him. The next morning, Pete rose cheerfully and jumped straight into the shower, still groggy with sleep. He laughed as he considered his fright of the prior evening. That was what came from living alone. Perhaps it was time he took his dad's advice and got himself a flatmate, after all. Better still, a girlfriend. He wondered what Claire had actually said to him back at the lecture hall. Today was a study day, which for Pete meant a long walk in the park, lunch at his favourite Creasy Spoon, and an afternoon spent...